Welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. If you're struggling in your marriage, or maybe you're wondering if it's even salvageable, before you give up or before you let things get too hard, let us come alongside you and help you solidify your marriage. We offer biblical encouragement and insight to help you strengthen your marriage. Hey guys, welcome to the Vision Driven Marriage Podcast. Today we're talking about a subject that we hope will bless you and help you solidify your marriage. We're talking today about taking care of one another, serving your spouse so that they feel honored and understood. One of the things that Tess Scott shared with us in her interview was that there will come a time at some point in your relationship where you're going to have to take care of one another. And a lot of times people think, well, that means, you know, in my old age, elder care, one spouse will have to take care of the other spouse. And that may be true, but there will be other opportunities uh, earlier on in your marriage where one of you may have to take care of the other one, either for a short period of time or maybe for an extended period of time. It might be a medical diagnosis or an accident like what happened to us. Um, A few years ago, Doug was walking down a set of stairs on ice Well, I think there was ice on the stairs, but there was definitely ice on the sidewalk. And when he hit the sidewalk, he twisted his ankle and broke his leg in several places that resulted in two plates and 18 screws, right? And 18 screws. It resulted in him being flat on his back for two weeks in a wheelchair for another five weeks, and then walking with a walker for another probably three weeks after that. And there was a lot of care during that time that he wasn't so willing to accept because he's pretty independent, but that's how the Lord put us together and how the Lord worked through that times was that it was, I was called to take care of him while he was flat on his back for two weeks. And the only time he got up was to go to the bathroom. Well, you know, it was one of those very difficult times where suddenly I found myself where I didn't have a choice. I desperately needed care. The blessing was Leslie welcomed that. She didn't look at it as some kind of a drudgery, even though I'm sure it was incredibly difficult. And and one of the things we want to encourage you to do as you listen to this podcast, understand that there will be a time whether it's for a day, a couple of weeks, month, a year, or for the rest of your lifetime together, where one of you will have to take care of the other one. One spouse is going to have to take care of the other. And it's an opportunity for you to not only honor and love and respect one another, but it's also an opportunity for you to to glorify God. But what we want to encourage you to do is to learn how to develop the heart and the habit of a servant now so that when something happens, whether it's a medical diagnosis, whether it's an accident, or whether it's something that's just a, a very short short, you know, day-to-day situation where one spouse needs to be served, uh, that you can do so with a heart of joy. You can do so where you've developed all of the habits as well as the heart of a servant so that you can do that with love instead of out of obligation and feeling like it's a drudgery. I know that at the times that you take care of me, I do feel honored and understood because There's a lot of times when that, when I have a need and I want him to take care of it. And when he understands that I have a need, then I feel, you know, I feel understood. But let me say this. I don't, 
at least I have gotten out of the habit. I've worked myself out of the habit of expecting him to read my mind during the time that I have that need because he can't read my mind. Ladies, your husband cannot read your mind. So be willing to say, okay, I have this need. I need you to take care of it. And here's what that might look like. And so I think you were really thankful when I stopped thinking that, you know, or stopped expecting you to read my mind. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things that will be key is that communication. You need to be able to communicate when you have a need, especially when you find yourself so vulnerable that, that you really need your spouse to be the one who comes alongside you. It's such an important thing, but it's also such a beautiful thing. And think about how it was modeled for us by Jesus himself. In Matthew 23, uh, we get to see Jesus saying to us that the greatest among us will be our servant. And Jesus came to serve. He, he came to serve us, uh, you know, the, the one who spoke everything into existence, the one who is truly king of kings and lord of lords came to serve us. And so we've got this wonderful example of what that should look like, but sometimes we can get bent out of shape. So I want to remind you, that if you can develop the heart of a servant and the habit of a servant now, when those times do come up where you need to serve, it'll be something that'll be a joy for both of you. Think about what uh, Galatians 5.13 tells us. We find out that for you were called to freedom, brothers. And in Christ Jesus, we've been given absolute freedom. However, it says only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through uh, love serve one another. And so what we get to see is I'm free to do things that, that I want to do. I'm free to do all these amazing things, but I shouldn't let my freedom become an excuse to take away what my calling is. My calling, I'm supposed to serve others. You're supposed to serve others. And the greatest privilege we have is to serve our spouse. And, and I want to make sure everybody's clear on this. We're not saying husbands serve your wives and leaving it there. We're not saying wives serve your husbands and leave it there. For the relationship to be everything that God intended for it to be, both spouses need to serve one another on a regular basis. Now, once again, you can only control the things that you do and you can lead by example. But can, can I just say this? And gentlemen, I'm going to talk to you first. Ladies, you should hear this too. But guys, it's a blessing when your wife chooses to serve you, but you are supposed to serve her too. And if either spouse thinks I should be served, but I'm not going to serve, you are in error. You are in sin. God intends us to serve each other and it will bring glory to him. Now, in case you're wondering, where do I get that? Colossians 3.12 says, put on then, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And if we can take those attributes into the way that we get to serve our spouse, if we can serve with humility and with patience and with kindness and with meekness, we will see God glorified, but we'll also see uh, the love relationship that God has blessed you with strengthened in a way that you might not otherwise see. I think historically, one of the ways that this played out was that, it, you know, it, it we used to see, okay, the wives would the expectation was is that the wives would serve by having supper ready on the table at five o'clock when the husband got home from work. And that, you know, that was the expectation of the service rendered by the wife, you know. And the husband's service was the provision. So him going to work and coming home was the service. And I think wives kind of felt like there's more to it than just 
the husband going to work and coming home and that be the service. A lot of wives felt emotionally neglected um, and then that caused difficulties in, in, in the physical intimacy department because there was that emotional neglect. But the husband felt like just going to, not just, but going to work, providing the paycheck was the provision. And they might not have known how to address the other needs that mm. they had. Well, and, and we want to encourage you, husbands and wives, serve one another, have a heart of a servant, have develop the habits of a servant. We're going to talk about how to do that in just a second. But we also want to address that society today um, likes to be served, society in general, says, please serve me, but society in general struggles to serve others. Uh Uh, We're living in a very inward-looking society right now rather than an outward-looking society. And God wants us to take care of the needs of others. He wants us to think about others instead of ourselves. He wants us to think about our spouse's needs before we think about our own needs. Now, please hear the word before. It's not that you should ignore your own needs. Your needs are important. They matter. Mm -hmm. But you should think about your spouse's needs before you think about your own needs. And if you do, you can develop the heart of a servant. Servant. And then trust God to provide for your needs, that your needs are getting filled. Because sometimes your needs might, might be filled not by your spouse. Or, or it may well, take a while before, a while, right? before uh, you get to see the, the heart of a servant reciprocated to you. Right, right. So I'll, I'll retract that. I'll just take that back because there are needs in a marriage that no other person should meet except the spouse. <laughs> hey friend, I wanted to jump in here before we finish up and let you know that today's episode is brought to you by the Vision Driven Marriage monthly email newsletter. Did you know that we have the joy and the honor to touch so many lives on a monthly basis with each email? The last Friday of the month, we reach out to provide you with direct access to all of the month's podcast episodes. We provide fun and helpful resources, and you'll learn a little bit more about Doug and I and our journey. If you're not receiving these gifts, I would love to get you signed up. Currently, I'm sending a printable guide to everyone who subscribes. It will help you as you begin the journey of praying with your spouse. It outlines 10 of the most common things to overcome when you begin this journey, and I would love to send it to you. Don't worry, if you're already in the Vision Driven Marriage email community, you can still get the guide. You'll find the link in the show notes. And so one of the things that we get to see is what are some of the things you can do right now as you start to develop the heart and the habit of a servant? Well, first of all... um, you need to prayerfully ask God to give you a heart that uh, is willing to help regardless of what you're going through at that moment. So regardless of what you need or want or understand, and that's going to be the key, you may not have any understanding at all of why your spouse needs something or how this help is actually going to help. But if you can pray that God will give you a heart where even when you don't understand how you're helping, that you can truly come alongside and help, that's going to be the first step. And so if you can set aside the things that you want first and take care of the things your spouse needs first, God will change your heart. The second thing is, uh, and this this one's difficult right now, don't keep score. Mm. We should try to outdo one another in serving one another, but don't keep score. It's not, I did these things for you, so you should do these th- other things for me. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like, that. like that. A covenant marriage, that's a contractual marriage, right? right? But a covenant marriage 
looks like I'm going to do the right thing in this relationship because it's the right thing to do and the Lord is going to honor that as opposed to working in that relationship. I'm going to do XYZ because you're doing XYZ or not doing, I'm not going to do XYZ because you're not doing XYZ. It doesn't, that's a contractual relationship and it doesn't work that way. And so as we look at being able to meet needs, to take care of one another, to, to serve so that your spouse can truly feel honored and understood, um, you need to look to see the places where uh, your your spouse would feel honored and then step in to serve there. For example, one of the things that, that honors Leslie are words of affirmation. And so I need to look for ways that I can affirm my spouse because that's something that meets a need that she has in a way that lets her know that she's being understood and being honored. And it's not something that I necessarily do naturally or do well. And so, you know... It, it's easy for me to serve in certain places where I naturally thrive, but Acts you also need to look, you need to look for places where you can serve that might not be where you naturally thrive, mm -hmm. but there's a need there. So she has a need for affirmation. That's a place where I can serve her. And the, the place where you do it naturally is acts of service. And sometimes acts of service doesn't really meet a need in my life because I'm, that's, uh, you know, I'm not geared that way. And so, so yeah, it, that's interesting that way. And, um, you know, you can look at how you should love your wife, but what does that mean? We know that there's different ways people hear and feel love. We've talked about love languages, and I know many of you are very familiar with the love languages. Um, and you should try to make sure that you're seeking to serve your spouse in a way that they hear and understand. Yeah. Also, you know, you can say, we, you need to pursue your spouse. And that's something that, you know, we often encourage people uh, to make sure that you don't lose the spark of romance that you had when you were dating. Continue to do those things. That's a need that often gets uh, overlooked when you're taking care of one another. It's not just the physical. Often it's the emotional mm -hmm. and the spiritual as well. But uh, the biggest thing that you can do is to make sure that you are available to your spouse and that you're willing to communicate to your spouse what you need so that if it's not something that's obvious, when I broke my leg, it was obvious what I needed. I couldn't move mm -hmm. for two weeks. Uh, but what happens when you have a, bro a spiritual brokenness or you have an emotional brokenness and, and you have a need? You're, it's going to happen during your relationship. You need to be able to communicate that. You need to be able to make sure that you are available for your spouse and then come alongside in that weakness. And that's the part we don't like is to talk about weakness. But if I'm struggling emotionally and there's this place where emotionally I'm having a moment of weakness, that's where I need my spouse to come alongside me. If I'm having a spiritual weakness moment, that's where I need my spouse to come alongside me. Just like physically my leg was broken, that was where I needed my spouse to come alongside me. Mm -hmm. And that was, at least in my estimation, that was pretty easy to come alongside you at that time because... Um, bringing supper and breakfast and, you know, dinner to the chair where you were because that's where you were stationed. And, you know, that was a pretty easy act of service for me. Sitting down and spending time with you during that time, we watched how many reruns of um, NCIS that <laughs> during that two week. I think we had this huge binge of NCIS because we wanted to spend time together, but that was all he could do because he couldn't get out of that chair. And so, and, and I know, here's an example of you coming alongside of me when I had an emotional, an, a really emotional need. 
I, I suffered a, a rejection. It was actually a change of plans, but it felt like a rejection um, to me um, some time back. But during that time, it, it because it was such a deep wound, it was really hard for about three days. Like I just wanted to just sit and kind of cry about it, you know, but you came alongside of me. I got a hug. I got the reassurance because of your, your words of affirmation that I was still, um, desirable to be with. Like I was still used to wanted to be with me as a friend, you know, because that was the rejection that I felt was that I don't want to be with you as a friend. And you were able to speak into that and really, um, really calm some hurt in that situation. I was, I was pleased. <laughs> Physical pain is often easier to see. Yeah. Uh, and so it's important, uh, husbands and wives, it's really important for you to communicate when it's a non-visible wound. And, you know, in the, in the case with Leslie, when she was wounded because one of her friends, it felt like a rejection to her. When she was able to communicate that, then I was able to come alongside where, again, um, your spouse is a terrible mind reader. You need to communicate those things to your spouse so that they can be there for you. But here's, here's the other thing that I would encourage all of you to do is as you seek to serve one another. We know it's the right thing to do. We know Christ served. We know we've been called to serve. The greatest among you will be a servant. Uh, but one of the things for you to look at is this attitude. And when I look at Leslie and what she's going through, I'm willing to be uncomfortable so that she doesn't have to be. Um, whether it's a physical thing, an emotional thing, a spiritual thing, I'm willing to serve even when serving is uncomfortable so that she doesn't have to be uncomfortable. And, and as you pray for God to change your heart to that kind of service, you'll be able to do so with joy. You'll be able to do difficult things that right now you might not be able to do. Some of you are still thinking, well, you know, we're, we're talking about things like end of life care, and we're talking about things like, you know, a terrible accident and having to take care of somebody who's hurting, and it's going to be so hard for me. You're right. It's going to be really hard for you. But the heart of a servant says, I'm willing to do the uncomfortable things so that you don't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. Like, <laughs> that'll preach. <laughs> now, one of the other things for you to keep in mind is that when you serve your spouse, you're also serving the Lord. Let me explain mm -hmm. why that's true. In, in Matthew chapter 25, and I know a lot of you are really familiar with this, but in Matthew chapter 25... Jesus said, I, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. Uh, I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And, you know, those who were listening to him said, when, when were you hungry and we fed you? When were you sick and we took care of you? And what he said was, what you did for the least of these, you did for me. Well, if it's true that if we serve the least of those that we're serving Jesus, how much more true is it when we serve our spouse, we're serving Jesus? When we come alongside them, when, when our spouse can truly show that they have a need and we come alongside to meet it with joy, we're also serving the Lord. So when your spouse is hungry and you feed her, you're ministering to Jesus. When your spouse is sick and you take care of him, you're ministering to Jesus. When your spouse is struggling and you come alongside them, you're ministering and uh, serving the Lord. You know, last week we talked about how to, we talked about reconciliation, kind of the steps to take 
after you've been offended. And this is a preemptive, uh, a preemptive subject, a preemptive thing that you can do in order to avoid some of those offenses that might come along. And I know next week we're going to be talking about another, um, another step, another preemptive step that you yes. can take. So we want you to also tune in for next week. And all of these episodes, these three episodes have been um, uh, kind of birthed because of our talk with Tess Scott that dropped the first of this month. It was an excellent interview and I encourage you to go back and take a listen to her testimony because God did some amazing things in her life and in her marriage that's very inspirational. Absolutely, and with these preemptive things, some of you may be saying, but but Doug and Leslie, right now we're already going through a time where I need to take care of my spouse. And, and it's hard, and we, we know that it's hard. We recognize that it's hard, but we also know that that servant's heart is something God wants to give to you, but also we want to encourage you while you get the opportunity to serve your spouse, let God put the, the people in your life that will come alongside you mm-hmm. as you come alongside your spouse, because there's going to be times where God will encourage you when you need to be encouraged. He will lift you up so you have the strength that you need. You might be going through something right now where you're taking care of a spouse in a way that's very difficult. We understand that and and we want to encourage you to let God pour into your life as you pour into your spouse's life because we know that that's God's will for you. And we would love to come alongside of you and act as prayer partners. So if that's the case and you find yourself in that situation or if you find yourself in a situation where you just need some prayer support or someone to talk to, feel free to connect with us. Our connection links, our links are all in the um, show notes of this note. You'll find an email or a place to connect with us on our website. Absolutely. And this has been the Vision Driven Marriage, where we look to solidify your marriage. Thank you for joining us.